just when I thought I was out, he pulls me back in. On tonight's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on the KRF Sports app, available in your favorite app store. Josh, we've got a fantastic little recruiting nugget, juicy, you could say, in all our recruiting nuggets and notes and episodes are brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. I would say interesting. I would say noteworthy. Williams Winery, along with Lee Summit North, uh, scrimmaging, in the Sooner State. So Williams Winery back in the state of Oklahoma as Lee Summit North scrimmaged against Tulsa Powerhouse Union and Oklahoma High School Powerhouse Union. And anyways, of course, after Williams Winery and others uh, were out making plays and impressing, afterwards, Williams Winery meeting with the media had some very interesting comments to be made. Now, it's probably worth mentioning before we get to any of the comments, Williams Winery, for his part, uh, as he said, John, quote, was having fun with it by, well, sporting Oklahoma gloves, his <laughs> Jumpman gloves, and his uh, Oklahoma Jumpman cleats. So he, uh, as a Missouri commit, comes to the Sooner State, and he's sporting some Oklahoma gear, which, of course, uh, had Oklahoma media and fans and everybody feeling some kind of way. So afterwards... Uh, Williams Winery said something that didn't totally shut the door on his recruitment. He says, quote, about Oklahoma continuing to recruit him and why he's wearing the gloves and the cleats. Quote, oh, yeah, they're still recruiting me and all that, but I'm going to let everything play out. I'll let the whole season play out. I don't know. I'm committed to Mizzou, Mizzou though, just having fun with it, showing love, all that, end quote. I don't want to sit here and think just less than a week after he commits to to Missouri. Not, we're not even less than a week. We're, we're in the same week. We're recording this. It's not even been four days since he committed to Missouri. And he's saying, I don't know. I'm going to let the season play out. It doesn't sound very much like I'm 1000% committed. Like he said on commitment day. There's only one way that Oklahoma fans are going to take that that the door is wide open. He talked in that same interview that, you know, John Hoover was at Travis Skoll, George Stoya, um, all on the Oklahoma beat talked about his relationships with Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis and why that kept Oklahoma in the running for his services. But man, those quotes, I mean, they don't sound a thousand percent committed to me, Josh. No, I don't think so either. And Again, I'm not going to hook, line, and sinker fall for the idea that williams Winery is magically flipping to Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, and I do subscribe a little bit to just the idea that he, he's a high school kid 
who's back in the Sooner State, obviously just made a high-profile decision and does have the the gloves from the Oklahoma visit back this past summer and the cleats from the visit this past summer. And yet, as he says, he's having fun with it. It's a curious thing to do for someone that's just, hey, lock it up, the decision's made, and I'm totally 1,000% committed to Missouri. He, Those are uh, you know, some not-so-subtle signs that, yes, there is at least a crack in the doorway for Oklahoma. Do I think that Oklahoma, because of this one event and some comments afterwards, that when he's flipping to Oklahoma, no, I'm not ready to go there yet. He, uh, he, he did, you know, right off the top, uh, you know, talk about his commitment to Missouri and said really just felt uh, most comfortable with that staff and it was close to home and all that. So just felt like it was the right decision for me, John, at the time. So that, I mean, again, even that comment right there off the top explaining his commitment to Missouri at the time sort of makes you feel like, okay, the door is this still wide open here for Oklahoma? So yeah, I don't know how you couldn't feel that way to some degree. And yet again, I'm not uh, magically convinced tonight that uh, when Aries flipping back to Oklahoma by the time this thing's all said and done, but I am ready to sign on for this, that yeah, the recruitment's not done here. And we probably thought that anyways. Yeah. The door is in no way slammed shut on the Oklahoma Sooners and Todd Bates and McGill Chavis. It may only be cracked open a little bit, but that's all you need. That's what we saw on the Peyton Bowen recruitment last year is all they needed was just to get their foot in the door, keep their foot in the door, not let them slam it completely. And they got that flip. Now, long shot. Absolutely. Am I going to fall for the idea that Williams Winery is going to commit to Oklahoma and sign with them? Not yet. I'm going to, I'm going to bide time, let it play out like Williams Winery is going to going to say, I don't know. And just let the chips fall where they may, but it is interesting and intriguing at least that these comments again, aren't a thousand percent committed comments and you know if he's having fun with it by all means man enjoy your final year of high school ball enjoy the recruiting process i mean that's the same thing we've said about david stone all throughout this whole thing is the dude is enjoying the process at least enjoy the process by all accounts the process leading up to his commitment date for williams winery was he wasn't enjoying it as much now that he has at least the, the first commitment or maybe the only commitment out of the way, maybe the, the weight is up off his shoulders. He can relax and breathe a little bit and maybe even process the decision a little bit better now that he's made a decision. Will that be the final decision? National signing day will tell. But again, these, these words at least provide a sliver of optimism, a sliver of hope that maybe Oklahoma can can create another big-time, high-profile flip later down the line. The speculation that some had out there when, you know, when Ari arrived the, the week earlier than, than maybe intended with a, a bunch of the, the high-profile Sooner prospects throughout the summer, the speculation that happened, right, and then there was another subsequent visit uh, that folks were waiting on that didn't totally materialize, obviously, for Oklahoma you know, the speculation that you could have had in that moment, I think you can, if I'm a Missouri fan, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. And there were Oklahoma fans that were concerned at that moment with Winery in this recruitment. So if I'm a Missouri fan, again, I'm not totally hitting the panic button, but this would be one of those moments I jot down on the calendar in my notebook and say, 
yeah, that wasn't necessarily a great sign or a ringing endorsement for us. Yeah, we'll have another recruiting thing to discuss later in our parting shot of today's episode. If, you, if you're just kind of catching on to the show, we've debuted a new segment in the third segment called Parting Shot. It's kind of our, our final take out the door, uh, our around the horn uh, last word or final word. So we'll, we'll share that with you in the third segment. Next, we're going to talk about Oklahoma safeties. And it sounds like they're ahead of schedule compared to last year. And that can only mean good things for the Oklahoma Sooners. But first, we're going to talk to you about our friends over at eBay Motors. Man, if you are looking for the right part, the perfect fit, just like every championship team, it's always about making sure every player is that perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. And after all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, Josh, fall camp is going on. The coaches are meeting with the media. And one of the more popular choices for maybe the deepest position group on the team going into 2023 is the safety position. And for good reason. It's a talented group led by Billy Bowman, who is going into his third year with the Sooners, his second season as a starter. Key Lawrence, another player going into his third year with the Sooners, played a lot of football at the collegiate level now. Reggie Pearson going into his one millionth year at the collegiate level now, his third team playing at Wisconsin. Man, that was very Wisconsin of me just then. Texas Tech never lived in Wisconsin, but we're going to say Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Reggie Pearson played at Wisconsin, Texas Tech, and now at the Sooners. Very experienced player, hard-hitting safety. And then Robert Spears Jennings, the rising sophomore. Peyton Bowen, the incoming true freshman. It's a pretty stout group right now at safety. It is. And, you know, we talked earlier this week that Peyton Bowen – playing five different positions. That was one of the big uh, pieces of camp notes this week. And, uh, you know, now you hear the buzz again that there's multiple Oklahoma Sooners beyond the, the two names really that we started with at Cheetah and probably what wind up, I think, John, as options one and two at Cheetah in Desan McCullough and Justin Harrington. I think where we finish is probably where we started when it's all said and done, but it's not bad news for Oklahoma that you know and hear that a Peyton Bowen is seriously working out at Cheetah, that a Reggie Pearson is seriously studying and, and working out at Cheetah. And it speaks, I think, uh, again, to just the overall options that Oklahoma has in the, the defensive backfield this go around. I, I don't even, did you mention Key Lawrence? I mean, that's another name back there. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see about like a Robert Spears Jennings or others. So there's, yeah, a lot of options, particularly at safety. And based on where this team was a year ago, that's great news. 
and and this is meant as no kind of disrespect to some of the guys that were on the roster a year ago. Billy Bowman was one of those. Robert Spears Jennings was one of those. Key Lawrence was one of those. But I feel like the talent floor has been raised on this defense as a whole, but especially at safety. And then also the experience is better, is better than what it was a year ago. I mean, yeah, you had a guy like Justin Broyles who was very, very experienced as a player, but I felt like he kind of reached his ceiling in his time and the experience just wasn't enough at, at, at that point in his career at Oklahoma. And that, I mean, again, he was a good player for Oklahoma, a really, really good special teams player dude who made plays, played tough football, was a leader on the team. So I don't want this to sound like I'm downplaying Justin Broyles and his role on the Sooners of the past. I just think that again, the talent floor is better with what they've got going into 2023, the experience they're deeper with that, even just experienced players. It's much, much deeper. And you're going to have to find ways to get these guys on the field and certain matchups may dictate playing three safeties when you're playing against teams that might have more tight end options or teams that are going to look to, you know, maybe use bigger wide receivers in the slot. You might want to be able to throw a Billy Bowman or a Peyton Bowen in at cheetah to be your slot player against bigger players. Or if you are going up against a team, that's going to run a lot of maybe, you know, four wide receiver sets. Maybe you want three safeties out there when you're playing, you know, deep zone so that you can have a little bit more versatility and flexibility in how you deploy those guys. So having this ability to play with different formations and disguise coverages, because you're going to have several dudes that can either play cheetah or play traditional safety. I mean, that's, that's everything in a defense being able to, quote unquote, fool the offense into what they're looking at. So I, I like that the depth is there. And according to Ted Roof, they're ahead of what they were a year ago. They got a long way to go, as Ted Roof will always say, but they're ahead of where they were a year ago. And they need to be just like every position group on this team. But final thought or kind of one more thought on this, Josh, before I give it back to you, is when Billy Bowman went down with an injury last year, I believe it was against TCU early in that game. Man, the past defense was not good. Was he a perfect player? No, not by any stretch. He's got room to improve going into his third season with the Sooners. But he was a significant contributor to that pass defense, especially in the deep secondary. Having him, Bowen, Robert Spears Jennings, having a depth of safety allows you to mitigate the loss a little bit better going into this season than you were able to last year. And I think that's probably something we can say safely about the defense in, in general is if you lose somebody due to injury, you're not as stuck as you were a year ago playing guys out of position like Woody Washington having to move over to safety or Justin Harrington going from cheetah to safety. It's, it's a great spot for Oklahoma to be in. They've got options. And the, the quote that you shared from Ted roof was really not even paraphrased. I mean, that's basically verbatim quote. They're ahead of where we were last year. Again, it's a long way to go, but we're pleased in quote from Ted roof talking about uh, his safety. So it's a, uh, it's a group that again, Oklahoma feels like ahead of schedule compared to uh, a season ago and really across the board for Oklahoma defensively, you know, up front, I think about Rondell Bothroyd that, playing outside could slide inside right Jonah Laulu of course last year was outside now he's inside so you've got guys that have versatility that's sort of 
you know, I mean, obviously uh, you'd like to, you know, wide receivers offensively. If you're talking offense, you want a wide receiver, right, that can line up outside and can line up inside and run slot and run out. And, uh, you know, really anywhere in football, right, versatility is the name of the game. And yet Oklahoma, I think, as we toss some buzzwords out there, competitive depth, as Oklahoma looks to build that, John, I, I do think that they've got some of those guys across the board when you, you know, all levels, when you think about a Bothroyd. Okay, then you go to Cheetah and McCullough's maybe more your traditional linebackery type. And Harrington, if you're playing Harrington there, okay, that's a little bit more of your traditional safety type. And, oh, by the way, then uh, you've got Pearson and Bowen that can both uh, factor in there in all of these guys uh, at the different safety positions for Oklahoma so across the board, uh, corner, you've got you've got longer corners. You've got, you know, shorter, twitchier corners. So across the board for Oklahoma defensively, they've just got more options, John. Yeah, and it's not a one-size-fits-all defense. You know, whereas maybe last year, what a lot of what they were depending on were defensive ends that were kind of big, strong, mostly three, you know, four defensive end types. Whereas this year they've got a few more different body types, you know, with the addition of Adipo Jadabare, with R. Mason Thomas, you know, stepping up from freshman to sophomore, to Sam McCullough, who we know can rush the passer after one season at Indiana. So, yeah, they've got a, a, a varied group of players. You were talking about twitchy corners, and the name that pops up is Josiah Wagner. That dude might not be the biggest guy, but he plays big, and he's quick, and he's fast, and he's going to get in your face, and he's going to play the football. He's going to attack the football in the air. So, I mean, the safety group is just kind of a microcosm of what this whole team looks like on both sides of the ball. It's just deeper. And that's a great place to be in heading into the season, a season in which you want to be building momentum going into the SEC in 2024. And now it's time for our parting shot. We talked about williams Winery in the first segment. And yeah, it was disappointing to see you know him commit to Missouri mostly as a fan, not, not disappointing for him. Like he can make his decision. It's a business decision. He's got to do what he thinks is best for him. Although the door is cracked open a little bit, but how important then does it make the recruitment of one David Stone? Josh McQuistion of Sooner Scoop and On3 said David Stone is a must get. No doubt. And for a lot of the reasons that Josh McQuistion laid out in uh, his conversation with sort of the national desk, if you will, of on three. Th that's why Stone is a must-get. Ties to the state of Oklahoma, in-state kid. Okay, uh, you know, you go off to an academy for a little while, but you still got those Sooner State ties. So because of that and the fact that the state of Oklahoma, you know, this isn't Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Texas, California, you name it, right? Pick your state where, generally speaking, there's, a ton of just blue chippers, blue chippers, blue chippers, and especially probably anywhere around the country, except for maybe like your Alabama, Georgia, some of the Southeast states, there's not just a bunch of five-star defensive tackles all the time. Right. And so when you get one of those guys in state, sure, it's, it's ratcheted up and then, okay. On the heels of Williams, when decision, okay, though, there's maybe some drama there, right. As we discussed right now, where we stand, it ratchets up the importance to, to get stone for Oklahoma in this class. And then you date that a little bit further back to Hicks. So because of the misses that Oklahoma has had, and because of, again, David Stone's relationship to the state of Oklahoma, you know, even if Winery said yes, John, it's probably still a must get for OU. 
And I think that's something you've said a lot over the last six months, year of how important it is to get David Stone's commitment. And if you had to choose, perhaps it would be David Stone that you'd want to have, because again, it's really, really difficult to find that elite interior defensive lineman. It's, it's not easy to find elite edge rushers, but you can, you can find them. I mean, there's, there's a lot more guys that are six, five, two Nigel Smith being one of them, an elite edge rusher that Oklahoma looks to be trending toward, but it's a lot harder to find that six, four, six, five, two ninety kid that can rush the passer and play the run with equal effectiveness. So yeah, David Stone is absolutely a must get irregardless of what Williams Moneri decided to do. I mean, by itself standing on its own merit, David Stone is a huge recruitment and with nine days or eight days out till his decision, I mean, they've got a lot of work to do to make sure that they lock that commitment up. And then they've got even more work to do over the next four months to national signing day or the early signing period to make sure they maintain that commitment and get that signature. Because the way that you're going to make sure that you're SEC ready is by having the dudes on the interior of your defensive line that allow you to combat and beat the offensive lines that you're going to go up against in the SEC. And if Brent Venables was brought here to make Oklahoma SEC ready, David Stone is a commitment. He has to win. Has to. Can they find good players elsewhere? Sure. Absolutely they can. But we're seeing right now what Oklahoma is doing in the 2025 class in the state of Oklahoma. You've got to fast forward that to 2024 and you've got to win these commitments. You've got to win these recruitments. Watching Zadavian Sims go out of state to go to Oregon, that's a loss. You don't want to see the same thing happen with David Stone. And that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can follow myself at John Nine Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners. Be here Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time for our weekly live show. I'm sure we'll have more to discuss on the recruiting trail. There's always recruiting to talk about. We'll talk fall camp, news notes, news notes and nuggets from fall camp, uh, as well as anything else that pops up. Oh, one more note. Oklahoma soccer started the season with a 6-0 win over Tulsa. Uh, Emma Hawkins with the fourth hat trick in Oklahoma soccer history. The first time since 2015 that that occurred. So congrats to them and coach Matt Mott on his Oklahoma Sooners debut. Again, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Can't wait to talk to y'all next time. Boomer sooner.